0: George Patrick, Inspiration for the Nation, celebrating people we feel good about. Elliot Boyce is our go-to law enforcement expert. Why? Because he has over 30 plus years. I want to get the number right. Is it 35? Well, what's the number? What's 35 the number? is the number. 35 yes, years, 35. yeah, sure. yeah. 35 years as a New York State Trooper, now retired. And there's a case in Syracuse, New York that uh, has a community talking uh two uh teenagers 15 and 17 Louette mo and dal apet uh were killed right uh by a, a police officer they were alleged to be involved in some criminal activity uh and that involved some burglaries and so the deputy uh brazelo uh, i believe his name is is was responding to the call and there was a press conference after the The youth were were killed where the sheriff toby shelley indicated that uh the officer feared for his life and that he um that the the people in the car were who were uh who were uh accused of burglary uh and they were watching him they were they got a call and he responded to it and he said that the officer that they tried to run him down and that's why he shot at them, and that's why the it was justified and the sheriff stood by uh, the deputy who, who, who shot these teens. Tragedy all around, but that he feared for his life, and that's why he took the actions that he did. Now, a couple of things here that we all know factually. So that's what the sheriff said. There was no body camera, although there is a body camera policy for the sheriff's department. There was no body camera there also was no dash camera okay so there was no other video evidence except for the fact that somebody had their camera on which caught the the incident but we didn't see that video and the sheriff's department note from what i remember from the press conference said that they had that there was the only video that was available was of a homeowner and but they had not released it and so elliot voice retired trooper trooper Boyce. we had no other video evidence then a couple of days ago the attorney general's office got a hold of this video evidence and showed the video and released the video to the public and the video looks very different in many people's, well, I'm not gonna say in many people's estimation. The video doesn't look like what the sheriff said happened. Okay. Ooh. Let's say it that way. So what has happened since, and we can go through what we what I saw and what many people saw. And and, and you know, if you read what the post standard wrote and uh, Syracuse Action Network, National Action Network is actually calling uh, Toby Shelley a liar. And saying that they should well, what did he say? It says they. Let me get it right. They said Sheriff Shelley alluded to what Sheriff Shelley alluded to does not show what he stated during the press conference. In fact, it shows the exact opposite. Sheriff Shelley stated on camera that the video will show the officer feared for his life, had no option but to shoot. Are the words that he spoke since we have seen the video accurate, spot on, precise, and for many truthful? Yes, yeah, so I want to get it right cuz they didn't say he was that. It's just he's when we look at what was actually said, it's different than what we said. So there are community activists that are calling for him to resign uh, and all of that. So, I'm trying to did I what did I did I leave anything out in terms of what you you it seems like you covered it all it, it, okay it's okay. exactly <laughs> a
1: mouthful. I'm um, trying to
0: I'm trying to get all of it like on the table. Now, you Uh, I I, want to come to you because let's talk about what now you're the cop in that situation. Let's talk about what might you be fearing, thinking, whatever. Um, Take me through those actions before we, we, we we start to dissect this even further.
1: Let's just do this first George. Look, there's, there's two teenage black males that lost their life. So don't listen to their families. Yes. There's no way, shape, or form that anything we could talk about is going to smooth that pain. You
0: no, know? and no pain. Did they? Did, and uh, they didn't deserve the death penalty. Let's get that on yeah. the table yeah. as well. You no, know,
1: you know. And then on the other side, you know, you have a deputy who, you know, woke up that morning thinking that he was going to serve the county on Onondaga and unfortunately, you know, he's now placed in a situation where he chose to use deadly physical force. That's not something any police officer wants to do. So that's the other side now. When you start unpacking it, no individual that was not there other than that officer can actually dictate what actions they would take. You know, now there's some procedures when you talk about the body cam, turning it on, what the policies are for the sheriff's department, how you can make things better as far as ensuring that those video cameras come on. I know some agencies have it where as soon as you remove your weapon, as soon as you activate your lights, as soon as you remove your taser, that body cam automatically comes on which now eliminates a police officer who in this particular situation, he's explaining that he he feared for his life. That's the reason why he engaged with, you know, deadly physical force. Mm -hmm. Um, But sitting there as a police officer or as a person or anybody looking at the video, you can't say what you would have done in that moment, unless you're looking through his eyes. So you you just can't do that. Are there some things tactfully that could have been different? Yes. You know, diving out the way, that's an option. Um, Maybe not moving the vehicle so close, that's an option. In no way am I indicting this deputy. What I'm saying is there are different options. And if it rose to the level where he felt that his life was in imminent danger, um, he utilized and chose to use deadly physical force, that is something only he has to be able to explain. So I could sit here and say, oh, you know, I'd have dove out the way and let the car drove away. I wasn't there. All right. So that's the thing we have to be mindful. But the video, I think the thing that the community relations has to understand. I know the, you know, National Action Network, um, work with them, many different projects. I get it. You know, the deputy, the sheriff is gonna come out and should be supportive of his deputy. That's all get, he can
0: do, right?
1: That's all he can do until all the facts lay out. I think when you talk about community, I think what the community really has to understand is we've had so many of these shootings that have happened around in the country gets to the point where it's numbing. You know, we have black males being shot by police officers. And because white officers dominate the police field, you know, when you say white, everyone gets nervous, but dominate the field, decreases the chances where it's going to be black on white. Problem with that is it just segregates the community in the sense of any police relations that has been built for, you know, trying to reestablish good relationships. And it just ends up in a, in, in a bad way. So... Going back to the shooting, the attorney general's office, and this is key, the community for the longest time had no trust in the police department. I think what you have to understand, uh, and I say police department, I say policing nationally. In New York State, the attorney general's office comes in for any police-related death. So now you have a third party. You don't just have one police agency policing themselves. um, Makes police officers uncomfortable when they come in, but they tend to get it right. Well, here's... Let's look at, you're shooting into a car. Is that procedure? Uh, no. You know, it all depends what your policy. You know, I know recently because of weapons of mass destruction, I know there was some rules and regulations changed across the state that basically say you can't engage a vehicle that you thought was going to create um, some type of deadly force to, like, a mass crowd. So there's some changes Now, all depends what the policy is with the sheriff's department. Now, the sheriff's department may have a policy to say, as you can engage. The most important part here is um, the force that was being used against the deputy, and this is something that's gonna have to be answered, was by the driver of the vehicle, right? So the person who's responsible for trying to harm them is the driver. The driver was not shot, all right? So I think that's gonna be some of the questions that are gonna be very difficult. And the rule really states when, and this is just for all police, you are responsible for every bullet that you release from your weapon, right? Every time you discharge it. And you have to be accountable for it. In this particular case, unfortunately, um, two teenagers that were passengers received those bullets. Now, again, there's going to be a lot of factors, there's going to be different angles. You know, we only have one video angle. And, and please, I don't want anyone to think that i'm trying to soft toe this for the for the police it's, agency it's not, i mean
0: a lot of people would feel like that i i mean yeah. you're you're, a, you're
1: a, it,
0: because yeah. let me and, and i just wanted to pick that point up right there right because what it what the what the national action network is pointing out is that what we heard mm-hmm. said doesn't match up to what we saw right and that's the problem right yeah. Uh, and, and we could we could fix it all kinds of different ways. But right. I can't see what you said happened justify those kids being dead.
1: You no, know, look, there there are other options that could have been taken. No, there's no doubt. And that's going to be the pieces could be picked apart. You know, like, why did he just dive out the way and chase the vehicle? You know that a lot of times we as society and as citizens, we basically, you know, we we gauge our response to utilize our response based on what we see on tv right. do i think two two teenage males should be dead at this point in time no you know what so let's get that on the record no you know but it's unfortunate i wasn't there at the time and no one else could put themselves in the place of what that individual that police deputy was seeing at that time so now what the sheriff comes out and says he's gonna be supportive of his 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 uh, deputy and then move from there that's the reason why you have an investigation it's the reason why you have a third party, you know, um, uh, the attorney general's office, Tish James, and her office will come in and do an investigation and review it. And that's what makes it, you know, the community of Syracuse, you know, you tilt your hat to them because they didn't go out and start rioting and tearing up the community, like we've seen historically across the country. But they want accountability, and they deserve accountability. And I believe the investigation is going to show, show that. The The other thing
0: that they also did was they released the fact that one of the teenagers had had some contact with law enforcement as if to say we took care of somebody who had a previous record again this is this happens so often when african americans are victims of police shootings we have to now we go into their family history who this? What did they? Uh, there's a. Basically, we try to dehumanize the human that was harmed. Yeah, we
1: we indict uh, the the victim is indicted yeah. by the media, by popular opinion, um, by sensationalization for the for the for the situation at hand instead of looking at the situation as it is. Right. So, is that unfair? It is. You know. When you initially called me and talked about it, I heard about it, but I didn't want to look at the video because I've seen it so up. many times. In, in, and in and you're things. a cop, right? Yeah. You are a cop. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a police officer. And, I... and oh, as i have said it before, get out. I don't need you in the profession. You make it look bad. Even though I'm retired, I still have to answer these questions. And regardless of what part of the state is. And the, I think the thing we do a lot of times also is Regardless of the situation, we automatically go to pointing the finger at what a person's history or past was, and I, I don't think that's fair. Fair should be on face value. Well, but when let's you read say the article, we do that they to black people. A whole bunch of Let, different ways. Yeah, right. No, let's, they, they let's, out, let's
0: be clear. We do that to black yes. people,
1: right? That's yes.
0: that's mm-hmm. when we go through all the. What you yeah. did, what you didn't do, and who you did it to, and all of that. And he
1: smoked marijuana once before. You know, Perfect. got arrested for firecrackers. Perfect, fire practice, things Perfect along victim. Those lines. Perfect. Yeah. I I guess Elliot, it, I just don't know
0: how. And I know there's a lot of nuance here, quite frankly. And 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 the the um, you know the the um, Nan in their their letter says, you know, while there was definitely criminal activity involved. That warranted law enforcement involvement, we believe that there's nothing that would have led to the deaths of these two unarmed people. And that's another
1: piece to it, right? Mm-hmm. Unarmed. Yeah. It, it definitely unarmed past Look, this is it's, this is a sad day all the way around. Okay. And again, you know, having served on several national organizations, the black organizations for policing, we've I mean, seen this. To, should those two young men be alive? Yes, but again, we we can't put ourselves in the shoes of the police officers. I think what's going to happen is, you know, we're going to have to have policies that are clear and concise. I think in most cases, when you talk about the way articles are written, wh- when you called me, I immediately went to look at the video, right, mm-hmm. and then I started looking at the articles. And articles went from, you know, two kings killed from, you know, during a burglary, you know, kids killed during um, the commission of a crime, really the commissioners of the crime occurred previously. Right. Their actions at the time is what basically should have judged what happened in that particular situation, Mm -hmm. right? And for whatever reason, the deputy chose, and he and only he is going to have to answer to his actions, right? And in answering to his actions, you know, there's going to be criminal liability. And you know the thing I I think also police officers have to, or people with citizens need to understand is this. You can't go in and say, hey, I made a mistake because it's automatically a manslaughter charge, right? So it's, it becomes, you know, you have to defend all the way to the end and see what happens. You know, one of the things that listening to it and hearing what happened is I've seen shootings in other cities in which the police officer completely emptied his clip or her clip. And when I say clip, their weapon, you know, they had 18 shots, mm-hmm. they shot all 18. So I think tactfully and some training, that you know, uh, probably most police officers go through where they basically you shoot and you assess, you re-engage. Um, in this particular case, it, there was three rounds and unfortunately two of them or three of them were fatal rounds into individuals. You know, So there's gonna be a lot the Attorney General's office is gonna pick apart. But again, when you're talking about historically, what we're seeing black males, black females being killed um, for basically at this time was uh, an engagement is something that we have to find a way to fix. And finding a way to fix it is it is, is that's the million dollar question. You on mute, George.
0: And um this also this week, we also had the five Memphis Memphis police officers charged in the death, uh federally charged uh mm-hmm. in the death of Tyree Nichols. Uh um, and and so, um, we saw that uh, play out uh, on video as well. But here's what and, people and then, you have
1: the, then you have the female Ohio. Yeah, you know, it, 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 you know that's what makes it chilling for police. You know, police officers because all the good police officers have the answers for the nonsense in in the in you know in Ohio. Yeah. You put yourself in harm's way. And then shoot into a vehicle. Now that's one of the ones again. You're not there to judge it, but that video there just basically says, "What are we doing in, in the in the world of policing in certain places? tactfully being put out of you know being out of position, engaging with a shoplifter, which is a nonviolent crime, which is one of the ones I talk about all the time."
0: And you're talking just so we get on point. You're talking about the shooting of Ta'Kea Young, who was yes. pregnant, black woman, uh, was shot. Uh, outside in a, a Kroger parking lot. This was in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, In which I've been down
1: in Columbus, Ohio, a, a couple of times. It, it's just we have to get better. And in, in again, in policing, in some of the things we do, as you see some of these videos from around the country. But, you know, I, I think also, too, is we have to understand there are a lot of shootings in the United yeah. States by police officers. Um, that don't get the sensation sensation that things like this particular incident, where well, unfortunately two teenage black males are no longer with us, I, it's, it's just the way we sensationalize. It's just is is bad for community relations, but we have to do better in police.
0: Talking about Elliot Voice retired New York State trooper. I guess i i i, I just wanted to talk this out because the hypocrisy is. So apparent there was another, you've seen the wedding. Have you seen the wedding video? That's another video.
1: Uh, I, I think that's the one you talked about where the police officers being assaulted and no one, you know, kicked hit no in the
0: nuts people. the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. dra- you know, no one was shot. And I'm not yeah. saying that people should be, I'm just saying that you've got unarmed kids dead and you got people assaulting people without regard. Like I, I know I'm going to be all right, and I'm just going to whip your behind. Mm.
1: Yeah. It, it's You know what? Look, it's a judgment call in which, you know, some police officers will
0: I'm not saying that people should be shot at all. I'm just saying we shouldn't right.
1: be shot at all.
0: No. Look,
1: George, I, 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 I look, I'm with you. When you when you I'm with you and with the community and I also understand the plight of policing. Policing is sure you know, I think I read one of the articles, policing is dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know yeah. what? In a under-resourced, understaffed. Uh, but in this particular case, you know, you have a situation we have two teenagers that are no longer with us. And when you look at the video that's available, you know, it is there a different option. I'm yeah. sure when this plays out, there'll be ten different options in which someone will be able to articulate. Um, the most important one is how do we move forward in the future and be better? You know, because this family is gonna mourn, or these families will mourn the loss of these kids. And unfortunately, we never think it's going to happen in our community it's gonna happen here in Syracuse Now we're faced with it. So the policies that are in place have to be improved you know, without the body camera being in place so people can uh, articulate it and, and, and see what happened on a front view, that's going to be something that I'm sure the Sheriff's Department will revisit. Um, but hindsight is is difficult to be in the, you know, looking at it from the back and saying what you would do. How do you, how do you get folks who
0: happen to be white or who happen to be, mm-hmm. I, I, I I say that that way because you look at some of the comments, the family's trash. You're a, you're a horrible, horrible father. You should have done this. If you have been like, I mean, the man is grieving and these people are
1: coming for this guy, right? Coming, yes. Hey, okay. I, I, I give you one better, George. And you know what? I, another reason why a lot of police officers don't read the articles because you, you or people because people who sit behind the computer are thugs and they'll say anything. But a prime example of the reason why policing in America is strained in situations like this is there was a case recently, and it popped up within the last three days. A Latino female was hit by a, a cruiser, and the union <laughs> vice president is overheard saying, "You know, this life wasn't worth anything or something to that effect. Right, so you right. know that puts strain on on policing. But people will say anything they want to say. And it is unfortunate, it is unfair. The only thing should be important. Is you have two young men that are now deceased. You have a police officer who did not wake up that morning with the intentions, I'm sure, of being the headlines of having shot at them two individuals. But now his actions are going to be judged. His split second decision is going to be judged. And factually, is, you know, can it come down to the fact that he's going to be 100% wrong? Yes. You know, but we what we can't say is what we have done. You know, there was a study not too long ago, and I say not too long ago, they got thirty years. It may have been like twenty years ago, and they brought community people in and they put them in similar situations as police officers would be dealing on a daily basis. Yeah. And what you found was everybody from the community that was faced with those same challenges shot, and they shot nonstop and more and aggressive, they, right? More aggressive. So I, I just think before we 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 and you know again, this police officer. He he he's got some things to answer for, but I also think when you talk about community relations and building and passing accusations and passing judgment on the tactical things that were used, many of these people should put themselves in the situation. And they'll find that they will react a lot different than they're talking. And it is a sad day. I'm not remo- I'm not you know moving off that point. Two young individuals, you know, tactfully, if something different was done, realistically, should still be alive. Um, but there was a lot of choices that were made here. And those choices, unfortunately, ended up with deadly consequences. And, and I say that to say, you know, for young adults that may hear the voice and, you know, George Kilpatrick brings it to them straight. Listen, you know, you can't go to a gunfight with a stick. You have to be prepared and make the right decisions. Because at the end of the day, what's going to happen is they're going to say, look, you was, you was not compliant. Not compliant is the buzzword in law enforcement of, okay you know, by any means necessary, we will try to resolve or, or stop this this situation. So we 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 have to be careful. Um it's played over and over again. I, I it's just it gets frustrating because having served in policing, uh, and before I came on the show, I, you know, I, I called my crew of police officers from around the country, you know, predominantly black officers, and they came in with some variety of different opinions. One guy said, look, you know, I used to do these investigations. She's out of Rochester. I used to do these investigations. And the fact that, you know, they were trying to run them over with the car is justified. Black female out of Delaware, she said the same thing, but you you know, different video cameras, angles, depending what the policies are. And then I called my, because you gotta be balanced. And I, and I called my white officer, a good guy, you know, down to earth always gives me the down home opinion. And, you know, he says, look, there's some procedures that was violated here. That officer's gonna have to answer for his actions. You know, it's going to have to play out. And the fact that the attorney general's office has it uh, should give Syracuse some calm because it's not just in-house and it's not an indictment saying the Sheriff's Department wouldn't do a, you know, a righteous investigation. But it eliminates the question of was it done righteously because you got a third party overseeing. it. So it's interesting. So
0: two of your (laughs) colleagues saw an attempt to run him over.
1: What what they saw was, they said if they he can articulate that he was in fear for his life, imminent danger because that vehicle backed up and then came out and came at him, that they think he would be okay. But, but what what they what what everyone leans on is when you engage with your weapon, you have to be accountable for every well, bullet that comes out. But isn't so? This is where it gets tricky for me. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: The I the I, again, I'm not an officer, so I don't know the dangers of the daily. But to me, it's I'm gonna tell you how I feel straight up, Elliot. When I feared for my life, is the I don't know how to, what's the word I want to use when that becomes the thing, in other words, in all of these situations that's the thing that we hang on to and when you use that it becomes an excuse to kill it seems to me because you hear that so often i feared for my life i feared for my life i feared for my life okay and i know that's a that's a real thing i ain't lying about that mm -hmm. but i hear that so much when it comes to the death of black men
1: yeah it it is you know i I guess what you were trying to say—it becomes the buzzword or the justification, Thank you. right? I for, could right. Exactly, I, I was like for, searching for for, for uh, people to engage in a certain manner. Yes, you know it, it is the you know it's let's let's take it down a little further. He was resisting arrest, so when you see these articles, the reason why I engage in you know in. in particular tactics because he was resistant. They were not compliant. These Compliance, are some resist the rest. Yes. That, that, that you hear. Um, but I, I think what we also have to be mindful of, yes, we hear it a lot with when it comes to black people, um, Latino and our in our communities. Um I just think because those incidents hit the newspaper where it's happening, you know, you you know, like a, you talk to some white males, they go, look, man, they they beat me too. But what we're saying, when we talking about the black community, when we're talking about African American community. Yes, those become the buzzwords for police officers in many cases to justify using more aggressive tactics. Yeah, you know, did not apply, You know, resist the arrest, which comes to you know the extra charge on on top of something that was a minor offense. I think my concern in, in in policing is nonviolent crimes, which end up with people's death, is just time and time again and it's always in many cases african-americans so you you see a traffic stop someone dies you say to yourself, there's absolutely no reason for it you know shoplifter and you shoot into the front window you say to yourself this 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 this, that shouldn't happen you know so things like that you know sandra blind who you know didn't put out a cigarette and she basically now gets arrested and she ends up in jail you know uh,
0: and then we don't know what happened
1: you, we don't know what happened. And you got Eric Gardner, you know, for uh, a menthol, you know, allegedly selling Lucy cigarettes and, you know, he's choked out. So nonviolent crimes, unfortunately, is repeating themselves. African-Americans dying. And we need to get a hold of this because this, and, and, you know, now we're not even talking about the mental health piece in which, you know, on both ends, you know, from the community end and from the police end. You know, we have some police officers out there that are doing their job. 18 hours a day, you know, 12 hour shifts trying to make ends meet and right. you know for financially. So they're wearing themselves out, which in some cases could create, you know, you know, that drunken fatigue and, and, and make them liable to make mistakes. So but when it comes to the community, and when you're talking about, you know, I fear for my life, you're gonna hear it, and that's gonna be the words that's gonna be said that you know, really it's gonna be defense.
0: Yeah. Police officers. and you know again in the case of memphis this was not a white black thing it was all black officers right right so it has to do what do you think we need what needs to happen if you were we've got reforms you know cuomo put in these reforms for policing and all of that police departments are supposed to do certain things where yeah you know what forget all of that i'm sorry at the end of the day these two young men are dead and whatever reforms ain't gonna bring those boys back. And, bring and, them back. and it's but, sad and it, it it was preventable and it didn't need to happen. Yeah. And, and there should be want- justice for them.
1: Yep. And and again, it has to play out. I tell you another factor that I I was reading through one of the articles that mentioned that, you know, um the shooting happened in the wit and they ended up driving all the way into Syracuse. That's gonna be a factor too. I mean, before people get really upset and start, you know, um, they understand the dynamics. And I'm just trying to, from what I hear and know is, you know, if that officer or anyone was able to administer uh, medical care to those individuals immediately, will they still be here? You know, so, you know, that that's just, in my mind, I said, to myself to the driver, what are you thinking? You know, like you, burglary charge two kids that are harmed, you take them to the hospital, and get them taken care of, we deal with it later. So right. that, that that enrages me too, you know? So, yeah. you know, and, because they and,
0: still could be alive. And nobody's excusing the criminal activity that they were alleged no. to be involved in. And nobody's but excusing we, that at all. Yeah, and you, and
1: you you almost have to separate that.
0: like because right. one thing what, got to
1: do with the other. Right. Like, yes, they wanted for burglary, right? Or look, be, you know, allegedly involved in burglars. But now you got to narrow it down to an incident where it happened. What are they doing at that time? And mm-hmm. that's going to be the part in which, you know, that I, I believe that the deputy is going to have the answer I know he's going to have the answer for. You know, because the question is going to be why are these two kids deceased. But well, when you talk about police reform, it's very important to talk about that also, Judge. Because
0: so you do want to go there.
1: Uh, yeah, I, we we have to go there because it's really important. Police reform changed. it. It or it put a a, a worse taste in the community's, you know, palette for policing. And because of that, it's difficult to recruit oh. black and you know, black and Latino and, and people from African American
0: and and, and and I guess officers in general,
1: right? Officers in general. So now what happens is, you know, the funding is reduced for tactical things, which I understand. I get it. But now you can't bring a George Kilpatrick or Elliot Boyce in because they're looking at what the community is saying. I remember when I first came on to be a police officer, I never wanted to be a cop. I was like, I don't want to be the police. But I came in, I got, you know, Aaron Roberts, he's still around, Syracuse guy, you know, he dared me. I took the test and I was able to stay firm in, in the field for years. But what's happening is, since we can't get people like George Capilla, Patrick Elliot voices in, who sit there and basically explain to individuals what it's like to come from these communities, they're guessing. And we can have people playing the guessing game with, say, for instance, uh, individuals like myself from New York City. You know, I grew up in Brooklyn. You know, and you get a kid from Brooklyn who drives up to Syracuse University, and of course, he talks fast and talks with his hand. And he, <laughs> you know, he's he's just there's a different he, culture. It's a different culture that he comes across as aggressive. A guy like Elliot Boyce could say, "Hold on, you know, he all right. He's just he's just talking." You know, so police reform, we. The simple message in city of Syracuse, we need you to raise up police officers, the churches, you know, the community groups. We need police officers. You need police officers from the city of Syracuse that are born and raised, that understand the culture, understand the community, and are going to hold the culture, the community up in these police agencies. Without that, what you're going to have is you're going to have individuals from the suburbs trying to understand people from the inner city. Can it work? absolutely but when it comes down to that you know look you treat your mama different right you know because you look at your mama and you look in her eyes and that's your mom but if you don't look like me you know you might not treat that mama george's mother <laughs> or my mother you know in the same manner so there's a lot of things that impact you know how policing is done in america is it an indictment on all police no but we truly treat people that are different, you know, like different cultures in a different way. You know, they look like your family, you're more likely to, to, to treat them differently. Mm-hmm. And that responsibility comes for us in the community. Whether you can say training, I know you was doing some training with one of the police agencies. Look, That's George true. Patrick can go in and do police training all he wants, right? But at the end of the day, if he's training, if he's teaching people to have their hearing aid turned off, then it's just, it's not going to work. Yeah.
0: Well, look, Elliot, uh, we will have to wait and see what the <laughs> attorney general says. Elliot Boyce, retired state trooper with the New York State Police. Mm-hmm. We, we're trying to make sense of all of this, but there really isn't any sense we can make. No. We, it, we, we,
1: hmm? it, it, look, George, it, it's going to play out. You know, the city of Syracuse. You know, FBI did a study not too long ago, and here's the key thing that we have to pay attention to. And what FBI basically said is, you know, um, they, they did cultures. And one of the things with cultures, they say, you know, Black people, if they're mad, you wait five, five to seven days and they'll move on to something different. You, we can't keep moving on to something different. So we have to continue to support the family, support the process, support this Jane in the Attorney General's office um we have to support the Onondaga County Sheriff's Department because guess what they're not going anywhere. Right. So now we have to support them to make sure that it you know what happened today or what happened on that day doesn't happen again that they have you know they review their policies and see adjustments yeah. needs to be, to be need to be made um and, and move in that direction collectively. But a third party to James, the Attorney General's Office. Again, you know, most police officers are going to be like, "Ah, oh, Elliot, you sold. I sell out." At the end of the day, it's, it's simple. Leave no room for question, and I do believe the Attorney General's Office will do that. You know, uh, congratulations, you know, to the people of Syracuse for not tearing up Syracuse, or stay on it, stay focused. You know, Nan is, you, you know, Nan is Nan. Nan is going to be direct and to the point, and they're going to basically call it as they call it. And the sheriff's department is going to defend his person to that. So um, let's move forward. Let's watch the process. You know, now that you don't pull me into this, now I'm going to watch it. You know, but I, I read the articles. You know, there should be no indictments of individuals that are deceased. We can't do that. It's not right. It should be the topic at hand and move forward. But unfortunately, you know, when it comes to Black people, because this is what we watch, this is what we track. We see it too often where their history or their past, their family's past, is drug in, and it is not fair. This man should have an opportunity to grieve. The families have an opportunity to grieve. And, uh, you know, I see the sheriff's department does have a policy, which when someone's involved in a the shooting, that you offer off for 72 hours. So they're definitely taking care of the mental health of the agency. So there's a lot of things that he has seen, but there's some factors that are going to have to be answered. Could he have made a different choice? And that's the only person that can articulate that is gonna be that deputy,
0: and he'll have his chance. LA Boyce, thank you for your insights. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, brother. Keep me. let's keep our eyes on this. I think that's the that's what I take away from this. Yeah, let's let's yeah, keep let's, our eyes let's on it. It. just keep our yeah. eyes on it. Inspiration yeah. for the nation.